Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. And this is Search the Scriptures. We're so glad to have this opportunity each day to come together with all of our listeners and open up God's Word and dig a little bit deeper, study a little bit further, learn a little bit more. And since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, grow a little bit more in our faith. You know, we really want to help people get to heaven. We really do. We pray for you. We really do. The best thing that we can do to help people in the most profound way is to teach them God's Word accurately and effectively. God's Word holds the power of God into salvation. It's called the Gospel. Romans chapter six, uh, chapter 1 and verse 16. We encourage you as you're learning more and more and your faith is growing stronger Come to God. If you have not done that already, come to God through Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not talking about utter some something called a sinner's prayer. You don't find that anywhere. You don't find that anywhere in the New Testament. I'm talking about come to God his way. Repent of your sins. Confess your faith in Christ openly. Surrender to him in baptism. And the blood that he shed on the cross will cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. And then begin to walk that new life in Christ, faithfully and consistently for the rest of your life. Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. We encourage you to take that step. Now, if you need to study some more along those lines, at the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us. So have a pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. Jot down that information and then contact us. Ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. We send it all over the country, literally, and it is free. We'll even take care of the postage. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD for free, and we'll take care of the postage. So have that pencil or, pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. Jot down that information at the end of the program today, and then contact us. Ask for the free study. Ask for today's lesson on CD. We encourage you also to go to our website and encourage others to go to our website so they can study too. It's free. Scroll down the home page at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. And as you scroll down the home page, come to the podcast button, click on that, and in about one minute, you can sign up for our podcasting. That's free. It always will be free. We're not after your money. We want to help you get to heaven. When you sign up for our podcasting, all of these radio programs, all of our sermons, all of our Bible classes, and a great daily short Bible class we call today's Bible class, about 12 minutes each day, all of that will automatically go to your device, whichever one you choose, your smartphone, your computer, your laptop, your pad, your tablet, whatever device you choose. And again, it's free and always will be free. So take advantage of that tremendous resource opportunity of materials to study and grow thereby in your faith from God's word and through his word. We're going to finish up this first section of our study on abundant Christianity today. 
we've been looking at this and talking about how Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. John chapter 10 and verse 10. Now, I think most people would probably quickly make the application to, he's talking about eternal life in heaven, that we might have abundant life in heaven forever and ever with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit. And certainly that would be the ultimate application of what he said. But I believe that we can, we can understand also that when we truly become a true Christian, as we're guided to, to do in the New Testament, then we already receive abundant life. Now, we looked at how the Apostle Paul laid out a whole list of special spiritual blessings that are there for the Christian, the one who has become a Christian. He says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, there's the qualifier. It's only for a person who's truly in Christ. So a Christian, a true Christian. And then he goes down and he lists those, a, a whole bunch of those blessings. I think they're representative as far as the list is concerned and, and not all inclusive, but, but my, are they impressive, just what he lists out here. We're in Christ. Verse 3, we're counted holy and without blame. Verse 4, we're adopted as God's true children. Verse 5, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 7, God's grace abounds toward us. Verses 7 and 8, we have an eternal inheritance awaiting us in heaven, a home in heaven reserved for us. Verse 11, and we've been saved and sealed with the Holy Spirit. Verse 13, oh, that's an impressive list. But we began to look beyond just that list as to the abundant Christianity with which God blesses us when we become a Christian. We noted that as Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verses 3 and 5, that we've been born again spiritually. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. He says that, that we have been, been made new. We are a new creation, he says. Behold, all things have passed away and all things become, have become new. A new person spiritually, a new identity for us spiritually, Christian, also saved. Galatians 2 and verse 20, Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, though Paul was still alive physically when he wrote that, but he says, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. When Paul was writing his Romans letter, he said that we have, by becoming a Christian, that we are no longer slaves of sin. In Romans 6 and verse 6, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. In other words, set free spiritually from the bondage of sin. What blessings these are. Born again, made new, a new creation, 
set free from the bondage and condemnation of sin. But we also noted that another of the spiritual blessings that we are blessed with as we become a Christian is that we live by the most reliable guidebook that man has ever seen and ever will see, and that's God's word. Matthew 4 and verse 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Also, we are blessed with the most profound joy that a human being can experience. Psalm 16 and verse 11, Philippians 4, verse 4 and 7, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. You know, a Christian has more reason to be happy than anybody and to be content than anybody else. Because our happiness, our joy, our contentment is on, comes from a much deeper level than the surface level that so many people experience and keep looking for and then lose it after a short period of time. No, ours is abiding because it is rooted in our spiritual relationship with God through Jesus Christ. But there's still more to the abundant Christianity that God blesses us with. By being Christians, we can turn to him with all of our needs and we can know that he's there and that he's listening and that he cares. James wrote in James chapter 1 and verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Think about, think about that. Everything that is truly good in life, in our lives, is a blessing from God. And since he is the giver of all the good things, then we can go to him in prayer as Christians. And again, we know he's there and he cares. He's watching. He's all-knowing, so he knows what we really need. And he can bless us as we petition him in prayer. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. When Jesus was teaching in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, Toward the end of that chapter, he was trying to set our priorities into proper perspective, what we value in life. In verses 19 through 21, he said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, see, spiritual treasures, where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What is our main focus in life? What is the driving motivation? It should be to get to heaven. Well, to do that, we've got to set our mind properly, keep things in proper perspective and under proper priorities from the spiritual way of seeing things. In Colossians 3, beginning with verse 1, Paul says, If then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. 
That's basically a reiteration of what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. But then in that sixth chapter of Matthew, Jesus goes on and he starts talking about the necessities of life. And then he comes to the end of the chapter in verse 33 and says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Oh, God blesses us abundantly, abundantly. When we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 8 through 10, Paul wrote this about our need for material blessings to be able to sustain life physically while we're still here in this world. He said, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Now, there's that word abound again. Remember what Jesus said? I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. What are we talking about in this particular series of studies? Abundant Christianity. Abundant Christianity. God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. An abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Isn't it amazing that God has designed within the seeds of the plants that we sow as crops, as farmers, He has designed within those seeds the ability to produce not only what we need for food to eat, but an extra supply that we can actually sell to provide an income to sustain our lives in other ways, but also to buy the seed for the next crop. And that goes on and on and on. Oh my, God blesses us so abundantly in the physical and material ways that we need to live in this life. And then let's look at Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. And here Paul wrote, For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, and that's referring to Adam sinning in the garden and bringing the reality of sin and the consequences of sin into this world. If by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance, the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Paul talks about in the sixth chapter of Romans about how God's grace abounds toward us. But we need to not be frivolous about how we are the benefactors of God's grace, thinking that we can just live careful, a carefree life, carelessly in our direction in life, and oh, God's grace will just abound to us more and more. No, we've got to, again, live that born-again life, that redirected life, that life 
that is guided by faith in Christ. In Christ is where all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places are, are, are bestowed. We need to be in Christ. We need to change our life, live that new life with that new mindset, with that new focus, recognizing that we are a new creation, that we have been born again. And so we see life and we live life from a completely different perspective, basically, as we become Christians. God's grace, we live in the abundance of God's grace. And as long as we continue to live faithfully before him, dedicated, consistently obedient, his grace will continue to abound in our lives because we're Christians. What a blessing. What a blessing. Abundant Christianity. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6, the Hebrews writer wrote, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now we may leave God, but as long as we're walking faithfully before him, he will never leave us. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? God will never leave us as long as we don't leave him. I often, in prayer, especially as, as I'm praying with a new Christian, one who has just come up out of the waters of baptism, I'll, I'll, I'll pray that God will help them realize and remember that as long as they never let go of God's hand, he'll never let go of theirs. As long as they're walking by God's side, he'll always be by their side. How blessed we are as we become Christians. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly, Jesus said. Now again, as we look forward to that home in heaven, that is the ultimate reality and the ultimate receiving and fulfillment of that statement, abundant life. But as Christians still alive on this earth, still living in our physical bodies, we're already recipients of abundant Christianity, abundant life, because God does bless us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places because we're in Christ. We have been born again. We have become a new creation spiritually. Our lives have changed. We have been set free from the bondage of sin because through the blood of Christ, we've been forgiven of our sins. We're no longer condemned in our sinfulness. We live by the most reliable guidebook. God has laid it out for us, has had it written down for us over thousands of years, and that is his word, the Bible. We experience the most joy possible if we've got our heads and our hearts right. People are looking for happiness and joy in so many different places, and it's elusive. It slips through their fingers. Oh, they think they're happy for a few moments or a short period of time, but then the gloom sets in again. What happened? Well, 
they're not looking for, they're not receiving, they're not experiencing the most profound joy that man can experience. And that, that is by being reborn in Christ, by being a Christian. They don't have the peace of God that surpasses understanding. They don't understand that peace because they haven't experienced it. And God blesses us while we're still alive physically. He blesses us physically. He blesses us materially with our needs and even beyond our needs most of the time. Abundant blessings for the needs of every good work, Philippians 4 and verse 19. And we do live in the abundance of God's grace. How blessed we are. What abundant life God offers us as we become true Christians. Jesus did indeed come to give us an abundant life through Christianity. And there's no other way of life that begins to compare. Now Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you have not yet come to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God's Son, then please contact us. Let us help you come to Jesus so that you can be born again, so that you can be the recipient of all of the spiritual blessings of the heavenly places in Christ. The Christian life is the most abundant life that any person can live. In our next section of this study, we're going to talk about abundant Christianity from a different perspective. And that is how we need to live the abundant Christian life and demonstrate it to others. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for sending your son into this world to die on that cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins so that as we come to him, oh, you will bless us so abundantly as we come to him surrendering our lives in baptism, being reborn spiritually, being made new, and beginning to walk with you in absolute faithfulness, and dedication. Guide us in this, and guide the world in this, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer, in Christ's name, amen.